0: Hey, it's your girl Carisha Diva with All On A Mic, our new platform from Lava Carisha Media. We got dope interviews with Alfred Lerdo, New to the hot seat is South Carolina R&B singer and songwriter, the beautiful Neo Soul artist Deuce Slade. How are you? Hi. Welcome, welcome. It's an honor to have you. You it's look an amazing. Honor to be here. Thank yeah, you, you. you giving us the red vibes, the natural hair. I love it. It's so beautiful. So I always ask artists. How do y'all come up with your name? Because some of y'all be having some different names. So first question, how did you come up with your artist name? Well, Deuce um,
1: was a nickname that my uncle gave me when I was little. He used to call me Deuce Deuce after the gun, because <laughs> he was in the military. Oh, Lord. And my mom thought it was a tad bit violent, so she, she just made them call me my real, my real name. But he always called me that. And he's my favorite uncle. So I was like, that's the one thing I identified with. And Slate is more like a clean slate, like just becoming a new version of myself as I make my music. So it was just really a way of, you know, re identifying myself.
0: I love it. Beautiful. So you're originally from South Carolina, but I was born, near, born yeah. in South Carolina, but you rep New York. Yeah, I was
1: raised in New York. I'm. My family moved me down there when I was one. Okay. So I didn't come back here until my adulthood. So elementary, junior high, high school, all in New York. Even my up until my sophomore year of college, actually.
0: Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So your voice is so soulful, neo soul. Mm-hmm. When did you first know that you could sing? Like, was you playing in the shower on some Beyonce vibes? No, actually, my parents
1: heard that I could sing. Like, I grew up like in a Baptist church, like one of them old school Baptist churches where they got like the little pews that like cover your face and you can't <laughs> see, and you get talk trash to like they can see you but you can't see them. So when I was younger, I was three years old and I guess my mom just picked up on it and she made me sing in front of everybody. And I remember her like holding me up to the mic and not not trying to be funny, but I sang, I believe I can fly by Kelly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of R. Kelly, my God, <laughs> we cancel him or no? It's funny, I'm not, I'm not gonna cut you off, but I went out to eat the other day to uh, Vista vibes on um, Lawrenceville Highway, La Vista Road. You guys got to check it out. We was eating dinner, and I believe I could fly. I came on in the middle of the, the <laughs> restaurant. Every black person in the restaurant put their fork down. It was like, turn it off. And they no lie, they stopped the music but and switched it for some. I, I, think,
1: I just, I, I have mixed emotions about it. I feel like to an extent it is wrong what he did. However, you know, we come from a background where probably like until the 50s and 60s, you know our great-grandparents were marrying 13 and 14 year olds having multiple babies 15 and 16 kids with them and even if you go to other countries like Europe the age to be legal is 16 they're fully actively driving cars my issue with him was the trafficking and also the pedophilia because just because it's legal in other countries doesn't necessarily make it right but we have this council culture with black people that they don't have with people of other races. Mm-hmm. You know, either they get canceled silently, they go to jail, you don't hear about them anymore, or, you know, they're just put in a position to where their actual work is canceled, but not the legacy that they build, because even with everybody, like, no matter what you've done in your past, you know, you have to put yourself in other people's shoes. Do you really want it to take from your credits or from your work or from what you built or what you've you know, contributed to a community of people that you've inspired to an extent, you know, he deserves to go to jail for what he did, but it's just not fair to his actual legacy of music. I feel like a lot of times in business and in personal, we have to learn to separate certain things. Very well said. Make some moves for her
0: one time. Yeah. That was, I I like that. Yeah. So who would you say are your musical inspiration? Are you a fan of R. Kelly, or who inspired Uh, you?
2: No, no.
1: (laughs) No, I mean, I listen to his music every once in a blue when it comes on at family functions and stuff, but um, <laughs> But no, there'll
0: I, be no stepping in the name of love. Yeah, I never,
1: I never downloaded any of his music on purpose by myself. So oh. he's <laughs> your musical good. inspiration. Um, I love a lot of different artists. Um, it's kind of funny because I never thought I'd actually be a neo-soul singer. Because I grew up listening to like rock music.
0: Oh, really? Yeah,
1: like Fuse. I was on the Fuse channel all the time. I always wanted to go to the Warp Tour, never made it. I always wanted like piercings and tattoos, and I was listening to Sugar Cold, Blink 182. I love Blink 182. What you mean?
0: That's, that's yeah. Just dope.
1: Yeah, so I, I listened to like a lot of alternative rock, and I probably only had like three artists that I listened to that were actually black up until like my 20s it's okay it's nothing wrong with being different yeah like it wasn't until i actually moved to south carolina and i was like immersed in blackness because in new york you got so many options of who you want to be you can really can adopt any culture you want and they'll accept you and i know it's so crazy to say it but like until i became here and started kind of learning about myself learning about my culture my history like where my people are actually from like i never really cared to listen to the music like if i liked it i listened to it like Anita Baker, Tony Braxton, yes. Sade. Yes. Those those were the artists that i gravitated to, you know, even Phyllis Hyman, you know, Whitney Houston, but they were all the general type of artist i wouldn't necessarily say like if you gave me like a pop quiz on neo soul b, i'd probably fail <laughs> so like
0: <laughs> crazy Recent, <laughs> i can't tell don't <laughs> tell nobody else that recently you did a live show in atlanta the carolina grinder showcase yes and y'all she left everybody in the audience was captivated by your voice like you. i don't know if you took a moment to take your all in but what were you thinking when you were i seen the performance it was it was quite beautiful. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I was like, dang, I hope I don't sound bad. I could barely hear myself. <laughs> That's what I was You doing. sounded so loud.
1: <laughs> I had to sing loud. I was trying to sing over the music. Mm. So what's
0: your take <laughs> on the R&B genre and where it's headed?
1: Um, as far as R&B, I don't really see a lot of neo-soul anymore. I don't really see a lot of ballads anymore. Um, anything that I see revolving R&B is hypersexualized. And I just feel like, you know, we should have the courage to be whoever we want to be in our best self. Like, there should never be a moment where our music doesn't take over. And if we choose to be that individual where we want to be sexualized or we like expressing ourselves in a sexual way, you know, that should be done without it being excessive or without us feeling like slaves to
0: an industry where we're sexualized. Very well said. I wish the record industry thought like how you thought, but it's to be a long time yeah, for you to get in that direction. You no, know,
1: but it's like one thing I've noticed like if you see like some of the most amazing artists if you go to like Outkast or you go to like Bruno Mars, you'll see them at their not lowest point but you see them at the very beginning and you see kind of like their swag and it's it's not men, it's always women right. that they do it to. So it's like you see like Outkast, like I remember him in the baggy pants, the big t-shirt, he was hood but he was still in a sense like socially even like you could tell his friends were his friends Mm -hmm. but then you kind of saw as he got money and he came into himself like he basically made who he wanted to be he created his own image from like his swag to his music to the song he wrote even like with bruno mars like you just see them like even though their image is not something that you've never seen before you can tell the fragments that they took and made it their own right a lot of r&b women don't get the chance to do that, and it kind of like sucks because the, it's, some it's of like them they were it's, really talented. It's like they steal that from you. Like right. you, you deserve that originality because that originality also helps their music. Like I've never seen somebody who can be somebody on the outside and you are not that person on the inside, or be somebody on the inside that they're not on the outside like the two reflect mm-hmm. so when you don't have that balance you have these artists that make these songs that don't match them and it always feels like something's missing and it it's frustrating like and yeah, yeah like you see certain artists you'd
0: be like dang that ain't this right song I for I would say a good example is the one who's been getting the most heat right now is Chloe Bailey with Shut I the love man, it. Shut the VMAs down with Bruh, her Mercy. I love it though. I thought she didn't this too but the next day everyone's like, "Oh, you trying to be like Beyoncé. It was too sexualized I mean Da-da-da-da. first first of all, Beyoncé's Beyoncé. Period.
1: And, and Chloe is Chloe. Do. At the end of the day, like there's something wrong with people comparing a 22-year-old to a woman that's in her late 30s. Period at the end of the day it's a new time and it's a new way like there's nothing under the sun that's never been done before so if you see someone who can actually do it because beyonce talented, everybody can't be beyonce so the fact that you're even comparing her to that like just get a life. right
0: and you also dabble in hip-hop as well yes. so you rapping
1: until- too yeah i'm listen i'll do anything that gets the attention of other people because like one thing i noticed like when i went to like different events like I've sung at different events and different shows, and I'll go there as a singer, and I'm the only singer. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of rappers, and it was like this one rapper there. I'm not even gonna lie. It's a few weeks ago, and I was singing my song. It's like it was like one through three like prizes. I forgot what you won, but I lost, and it's okay. It's okay. I lost, and I wasn't. I wasn't mad you know, at the fact that he won. I was just sad at the fact that I lost. Aww. <laughs> so That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, like, I wasn't like hating that Cause the song was actually kind of catchy. Wait, what show are you talking about? No, it wasn't the Carolina Grinders oh, show. Okay. It was, I was another like, you show. you the one in Atlanta? No, 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 no. The name of the song that won though, guys, like, it was called Dropped on the Ho. Oh, God. <laughs> But it was a good, it was catchy though. Don't do that, it was catchy. It was like, she got a pretty drop on the ho. She got a fat. Drop on oh, no. the And I was like, you know what? This is actually kind of high. Damn. And then the girl came out and she started twerking on him and I was looking, I'm like, dang, i done lost this competition.
0: There'll be no, there'll be no dropping dick on the hoe. You, you stick with your neo-soul vibes, please. I can't even see you going that
1: way. <laughs> no, no, no! I wouldn't go that way. I wouldn't go that way. My rap would still be different, but right. I just thought it was catchy. I was like, "Dang, this kind of you have a little like, bit. Damn, why ain't come out and start?" I talking? tried to listen. If I knew his name, I would tell you how to follow that song because it was actually kind of like a hot song. I wasn't really feeling him at first, but then the beat dropped. Like, <laughs> Okay. They say
0: they say the beat could, could
1: sell the Sony. But days it was, it was catchy though. I wish I wish I had heard it. I wish I could find it. That's if he funny. if this interview ever gets to him, just know that I mentioned his song. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we will definitely keep that in mind. Yeah. So how are you with social media and balancing yourself as an artist? Like recently everyone at home, the world was like in a little tizzy last Monday or this Monday when Instagram and Facebook was down for like six hours. Mark Zuckerberg lost about seven billion dollars. Everybody was freaking out. I was going insane. I can't even lie. <laughs> <laughs> See,
1: I'm I'm so like social media illiterate. I didn't even know there was anything wrong. Are you serious? Listen, <laughs> I thought it was something wrong with my phone and that was like at five o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> called the phone service. I was like, I'm getting ready to curse them out cuz I know my bill ain't due yet, bro. So I called them. It was like, "If you are experiencing issues with Facebook, Instagram." And I'm like, "Why the internet off?" Cuz the internet wasn't working either. Internet wasn't working, TikTok wasn't working, and Walmart on TikTok. So, I'm not I'm trying to I was trying to figure it out like I was mad. And then I was thinking I said, my single would drop on the radio and the internet don't work. <laughs> I was like, I was like, it's trying to be funny, but it came back on like an hour before everything happened. But then I was driving around still trying to get a signal because the signal was sketchy. I was running lights and everything because I couldn't stop.
0: <laughs> you are something else. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what's coming up? Like, what are you giving us with your artist You're kind of new into the music mm-hmm. industry. Voice is amazing. You start doing some live shows. Do you have a, a clear conscience or a path about where you want to go within the next um, years? Are you giving us an album? Are you going to do some EPs? Yes,
1: I'm definitely going to do some EPs. Um, an album might come later, mm-hmm. um, but if anything, eventually I'll just drop singles just to kind of see what different audiences kind of respond to. I have a bunch of different music. I like to song write. Like That's where like my heart and my passion is. I can pretty much do it to anything. As far as my music, I'm more a neo-soul pop, so... That's one of my most, more soulful songs. I'm more of a soprano, so I can kind of do both my octave range is kind of.
0: Oh, you could go high. Yeah. Okay, I didn't see that when you did your live performance. Yeah, I okay.
1: can, my octave range is kind of out there. So it's like one of those things where it's like, I like going there, but, you know, I need it. I'm not going to lie. When I had the single in mind, I just needed something that someone... Relate to, right? Kind of like that—that that Thanksgiving meal that you can only get from a certain person's house because they make it with a certain seasoning. I want it to be like—I kind of want it to be like that. And Thanks. then, you know, I just didn't want to throw myself on everybody all at one time. You know, sometimes you gotta. You gotta give people your personality and parts. You right. can't show them all you of you give at once. Yeah. Period. Some people just can't take it. <laughs> right. And that's that's okay.
0: And that, we're not for everybody.
1: Yeah, we not. We not we not for everybody, but still, doses.
0: You don't even know who you're for if you throw it at them all. So we definitely wish you the best. We are definitely gonna wrap up with I got about a few hassy questions for you. You're new to the show. So we do hassy questions that ended up. It's just, just a few. Okay. Who is the king of R and B? No, Michael. Michael Jackson.
1: Okay. Michael Jackson. Okay. He dead, but ain't nobody took his spot.
0: <laughs> Period. Okay. Do you like watermelon? I love watermelon. What is your biggest turn off? Um, someone with no substance. Hmm. Get some of them vibes, girl. <laughs> what are your top beauty must-haves?
1: Um, coconut oil, baking soda, like from my teeth. And block because the skin's sketchy. And um, <laughs> I'm trying. i trying to think. I, I be needing my nails and my hair done because I got like real small wow. nail beds. I got like these little nubs. Thank you, girlfriend. Thank you. Mm. They cute
0: with nails on. <laughs> <laughs> they cute.
1: They cute with nails on. Don't what? touch
0: me on a bad day. Period. I didn't get a chance to get this salon, but it's okay. we gonna keep listen. You got nicer nail beds than me. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Wish Oh, your, oh ba-
1: yeah, I do work at Creme de la Creme. I'm no, I'm a hairstylist. Oh, this is my nail tech right here. Oh, hi. I my nail tech, right
0: now i you know,
1: that All of that, and Bestie, too. Yes, yes, for the plug-in. Period.
0: What's your favorite romance movie? Um, eat, Pray, Love. Good one. Do you wear Fashion Nova? Hell <laughs> Plug in your social media, like, where follow you at? <laughs> my um,
1: social media is Slate D-U-E s-l-a-t-e and my single high is on all platforms and i thank you guys for listening
0: hey, hey. deuce slate our independent artist today for all on the mic make sure you follow her the the ep i mean the single is called what's it called it's called high high and it's out on all platforms yes okay make sure y'all go home and stream it follow me on all platforms at carisha diva everyone at home stay fabulous stay blessed peace <laughs> just to
1: give you guys something. It's gonna be on my EP called Spiritual Sexual.